Hello and welcome to the Make Podcast Great Again show, where we are going to be talking to young conservatives in America today, discussing their journeys, struggles, and experiences living and growing up in today's day and age. We will also be touching on current events, discussing opinions, and doing our best to educate our fellow youth here in America. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm your host, Quinlan Leach, and I hope you enjoy the show. So today I'm speaking with two brothers, Chris and Joel, out of North Carolina, who love our country, guns, and the Constitution. They were initially raised as a Democrat, but after researching for themselves, they realized that they had pretty much been lied to. So now they have made it their mission to search for the truth and uh, share what they have found on their YouTube channel, their social media, their Instagram, their Twitter. Uh, their title is The Hayes Brothers uh, on all forms of social media. So now they're encouraging everybody else to do the same, to find the truth. So welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for having <laughs> us. Yes, we appreciate it. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about your background. When did you guys start speaking up when it comes to politics? When did your perspective change and what were you lied to about, basically? Well, uh, I'm Joel. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to start. Uh, basically, it, it happened a couple of years ago, really. Uh, well, I guess you know, about three years ago now. Yeah. During the presidential election, uh, it was probably sometime around in the primaries. Uh, we weren't we were never big on politics or anything political. Uh, probably, I guess we were probably more so big on social issues because, uh, like you said, we were raised a uh, Democrat. Uh, I always used to ask my parents when we were growing up, uh, I guess about when I was in maybe middle school, we actually start talking about uh, the distinctions. I mean, distinguishes between, uh, I guess, the Democrat Party and the Republican Party. Uh, teachers would ask us, and I was like, "Man, I would go home and I would ask my parents, like, what are we? I, I don't know." My parents would, I was like, "What? Um, I guess we're a Democrat." And I'm like, "Why? Well, they're the party that's for us. That's not always the answer I got." <laughs> and of course, it meant uh, black people. So it's, it's funny though because they always told us basically like. The platform, the Democrat platform really didn't coincide with what they believe, mm. per se. But we were going to vote Democrat anyway. Right. Because like you said, they are us, supposedly. So it, it was a conflict there anyway. Exactly. Exactly. So it was crazy. It was like, what, a couple of years? Like I said, we had never really been involved in politics or anything. But a couple of years ago, we just like, you know, we just actually just decided to start doing research. Because once, uh, I guess after two years of, Ob- I mean, not two years, but yeah, two terms of, of quote, black president, we were kind of like, yeah, you know, let's get, let's actually start being in, involved because we don't want, we don't want anyone that's, that's, uh, that's going to come in and tear down the progression that Obama made for us. <laughs> so, you know, we were just like, yeah, it was a black man. He's out now. Who's going to be in next? So we start actually trying to do a little research. And, um, and, and I say that was mm-hmm. doing the primaries. Now, it came down to it around that time. I guess it got to the point where uh, Trump was still obviously in the race. Hillary Clinton was in the race. It was kind of dwindling mm-hmm. on down to where it was going to be like, okay, we're, we're kind of seeing that it's going to be, be between the, the two of them more than likely. So obviously Hillary's a Democrat. So I'm like, I'm probably going to end up voting for her, but let me actually do some research. It's 2016 at the time. So the internet is relevant, right? So let me actually start doing a little research. And upon research, I'm, I start seeing things and I'm like, like she's she's laundering money from where? Like you know, she did what to the Haitians? I'm like finding all this information about her, and I'm like, yo, this is like crazy. So let me let me research Trump because we never um, had any disdain for Trump. I mean, you look at like video like yeah. rappers and stuff like they. He's they love a, 
Trump. These were with different basketball players, different sports players, and stuff. I mean, different prominent members of the the black community. He's taking pictures yeah. with them. They love the guy. Al Sharpton's taking pictures. Jesse Jackson's taking pictures with Spike the guy. Spike Lee's taking pictures with the guy. They love this dude. So we never hated him. And I mean, we when, and we've had like the entrepreneur spirit for a while. So we actually uh, have read maybe a book or two from Trump. So we didn't we didn't have any like disdain for the dude and anything like that towards the guy. So like, like okay, I don't hate Trump. But I'm finding this stuff out about Hillary. I'm like, what the heck? You know what? <laughs> this, this is going to be the first time we're saying this on your show. And I don't know if my brother going to join me or not. But we should actually thank Hillary Clinton for, for, for changing our mind. That, that's kind of where it's going. <laughs> I wanna go. We got to talk about it after. We might brawl over here in a second. So. In my mind, I'm like, I'm about to vote for Hillary. But after I started doing the research, I'm like, yo, this is this is crazy. So me and, me and my brother, we just started talking. And we were like, yeah, we got to actually start speaking about this stuff because, like, no one ever told us, even in our church, they're like, yeah, so, you know, we already know who we're going to vote for. The government owes you stuff. Yeah. So I started researching. I'm like, and I was like, I like Rand Paul once I started doing some research and whatnot. But once it came down to Trump and Hillary, it was like a no-brainer from the research that we had compiled during that short period of time. I was like, obviously, yeah, look, I'm I'm really, it's no, it's no question. It's a no-brainer. So, I mean, that's much where it began and we just started doing youtube videos after that like because nobody else nobody else around here was listening to us so we were like let's just talk to the phones yeah. then you know <laughs> we started a youtube channel after that and uh like the first video we did got like what 400 and something thousand views on it and uh after that we, we kind of started getting oh, censored no. but <laughs> a whole year we didn't realize oh, we were getting know censored it. you know there are people who talk to us and meet with us and like do interviews and stuff and we just never we never realized it youtube wouldn't let us see we were on like the Tommy Laren show or something one time, but then like we still didn't realize we were getting censored at that point in time. Like all the videos being demonetized, like stuff was being thrown in the spam folder. People just saying hello and they were throwing it in the spam folder. It was like it was crazy, but we didn't realize wow, until like, a year crazy. later. It, exactly. Trying to sound <laughs> even then. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Just for us speaking on on what we had discovered, you know, in our beliefs. No, they yeah. can't have you leaving. <laughs> that, that's really interesting to me because. You know, you, you speak a lot about, you know, the research that you did and, you know, what you found and how you, you know, you really wanted to find out, you know, what, what were, what were the differences and what was going on? Because you really just weren't being told. It was kind of something that was just assumed. Like it was an assumption that was made that you were just going to vote Democrat no matter who that person was, which, you know, it raises such a question in my mind because it's like, for me and my perspective, it's always been about doing the research and Candace Owens in particular is known for criticizing and I guess I mean you guys as well um, for criticizing the left is for the victim mentality they're promoting dependency and oppression and they're really trying to control uh, that group by just dividing them so what are some of the specific issues that the left has been successful with dividing and uh, what is it going to take to continue breaking those barriers and changing those thought processes from just you know, making an assumption to saying, no, you know what, that doesn't make sense that that this isn't adding up, I need to actually, you know, do some research on this candidate or do some, you know, research on what we stand for, basically, or, you know, and asking the questions, what do we stand for? Like, all right, if you're talking about the, the quote, unquote, black community, it's kind of hard to pinpoint, like you got certain people that you tell them something, and they already know the truth, but they comfortable mm -hmm. with it yet. That's, that's very dangerous, because I'm comfortable here. I'm getting my stuff for free. I don't right. have to work when the government gonna hand me mm -hmm. something anyway. And the fact that you're speaking out against it puts you at odds with them because you messing right. up my hookup. I'm not gonna listen to you because I already know what's going on. You don't have to tell me what's going on. I know what the issue is, but I refuse to get or do away with it because me. I'm yeah. comfortable. 
Exactly. It's helping me. I think it's helping me anyway, but it's making me lazy. Because <laughs> yeah. I try to explain it like this. If you got a dog and you've got a dog pinned up in a, in a cage and you own a dog and you feed the dog. <laughs> so if you decide not to feed the dog, the dog going to sit in the cage and the dog is going to starve to death. Somebody controls your food supply and controls everything that you have and they're handing you stuff. If they stop handing you stuff, yeah, you die. But like I said, it's, it's lazy because people... People now don't want to own anything. They don't want to go work for themselves. They don't want to be responsible for for their own well-being because yeah. that's hard. It, ta- it takes work to, you know, break out of that. Talk to me a little bit about the off-the-plantation movement. There has been quite a bit of controversy the past year or so revolving this topic. And uh, some people that have been involved in this were, you know, of course, Candace Owens, Kanye West. Um, you guys have been pretty vocal about it as well. What does that mean to you guys? And what is the message behind it? Well, just for, and more so specifically, like, because I, I mean, we did a video on this specifically talking about, you mentioned mm-hmm. Kanye West, like uh, his comment that he made uh, last year about uh, slavery right. being a choice. We did a video on that, pretty much explaining. And, and the thing is that that tri- that pretty much trips me out so much about um, people on the left <laughs> is they'll take they'll take your, your comments and they'll know exactly yeah. what you mean. They'll know exactly what they have mastered. Like, I call them like the greatest salesmen in the world because what they do is they master uh, uh, taking your emotions and feeding off of those emotions and also changing changing terminology as well. So I, obviously when he says it, it's a choice, slavery is a choice, you know, he, he's talking more so about the mental, uh, the mental, the mental, yeah, the, the mental aspect of slavery, enslavement of your mind, you know, but even even I, we went deeper into that, even to say, like, even slaves, we can go all, all left field on that. Um, and, and we know that all slaves weren't black. We get that. When you say slave, people automatically no, I, think black, like black, yeah. black, yeah, black. That's not, not the case. case. But anyway, I don't want to go too far down that road. But when he says that, it's, it, we, we look at it like, OK, when you're a slave, even in that time, black, whatever. When you're a slave, you do have the choice. You, you do have the choice. You can you can try to run away. And you, you may die. They may bring you back, make you work hard or whatever the case is. is there's always a choice. But mentally, in this point in time, obviously, Kanye West is talking about the fact that it is a choice. You know, 400 years later, he did say it was a choice. People made choices back then. They made choices to run away. They made choices to try to stand up and fight and rebel. I mean, it was always choices being made. You had so many rebellions going on. People made the decisions. Like, they had to come down to a conclusion in their mind that they were going to make a decision. It's always going to be uh, held up to a choice. And I, that's why I say now, like, you talk about Candace Owens, different people who are standing up, talking about being off the plantation. Anytime the left, and I don't want, and I I, I don't like just kind of uh, breaking it down to just the Democrats because you got so many times in history is like any type of communist party, socialist party, like mm-hmm. the Nazis, like all of that is left leaning. It's ideology, is what it's I always really about, I say. Everything is about control. Yeah, it's always about controlling the masses. If you can control the masses and basically make them weak and servile, mm-hmm. I can make them do what I want them to do. Yeah. And Kanye West realized that, and like these people, that's why I I, I always say I'm not, I'm not trying to tell people how to vote or what to believe, but I just I just want people to we just want people to think like Kanye West yeah. is not like going to the ballot and, and standing up for Republicans, so to speak, but he is yeah. he's a free thinker. He's encouraging people to so think he, themselves and not just you exactly know, whatever it is that they were hearing was the truth. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Now, I don't do like the Democrats doing just stand outside the polling places with pamphlets and mm-hmm. with all the people ballot 
telling you who to vote for when you go inside. Got a name circled mm-hmm. for you based off the based off the uh, just on the basis of of race, uh, gender, or mm-hmm. any of that. Like, no, it, that's not that's not what it is. Yeah, I'm black, so I had to vote Democrat. Oh yeah, I'm back. I'm black, so it, and it's crazy to me. Like we said, when we were raised. Uh, like our parents were saying that, well, our beliefs, whether it's religious beliefs or whatever, like it doesn't really coincide with the Democratic Party's platform, but they're for us, so we got to vote wow. for them anyway. I'm like, that, that kind of made sense to me because I got to, I used to tell people all the time, we were the kids that went to school and we would brag about having free oh lunch, <laughs> you know, like not understanding that that meant we were, we were poor, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> Didn't realize it back then, so we would we would trip off other kids, but that's how we grew up. So our parents were like, "Yeah, that 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 means that the Democrat Party are for us, so we have to be for them, regardless if they're for murdering babies, regardless if they're for taking everything that you have, but the trying to control wasn't you." As blatant back then, either. Yeah, that's true. That's the true. Platform wasn't as as blatantly like straight up blatantly evil like they are now. Yeah, because I don't believe years ago. I don't think you could be as bold as like a Bernie Sanders or uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and come out and just be like, "Yeah, yeah. we're socialists." That definitely Get wouldn't have been, been accepted like it is today. Yeah, so no, things are things are definitely changing, and I'm, like I said, the Democrats are like they are like, like the greatest salesmen in the world because they feed off your emotions. Mm-hmm. They they feed off things, and you feel They're bold. Though. You feel a responsibility to stay to stay with a, a party or ideology just based off of, of the basis of skin colors because they'll come and tell you like, oh yeah, they the Republicans, they did this to you. And then, and then they'll feed off that sadness and that, and that, because you think, because we're not being taught, taught properly in school as well. Yeah, I think how it's many thing. people think that the Republican Party started the KKK? Yeah. A lot of us that thought that because I mm-hmm. thought that misinformation. No, I, honestly, I mean, I, I will I will agree with you. You you believe what's on social media. You believe what's trending. You believe unless you catch yourself and you say, no, you know what? I need to I will I will probably be referencing this for the next year or two. The, the Jesse Smollett situation. Unless you say no, oh, I'm going gonna, gonna to wait. I'm not going to make assumptions. I'm just going to take that information. I'm going to place it back here. And I'm going to wait for more information. Otherwise, you're screwed. I mean, but, really, you, you're playing in, into the game that they want you to, to be a part of. And I will ask you guys, do you, do you think that maybe because, and I guess this is really what we're talking about, is do you think that a lot of people, uh, no matter their skin color, no matter their race, no matter their religion, who have been brought up voting Democrat, who have been brought up in Democratic families their entire lives, and of course, the Democratic Party, you know, didn't used to be what it is now. Um, and I think a lot of that is part of part of this reason. But do you think that it's easier if they don't do the research? It's just, it's just mm-hmm. easier to just, you know, say, oh, whatever, you know, I'll just go bubble some circles in. I'm participating. Let me just take a selfie really quickly. And, you know, I'm not going to worry about it. That's why I say it's so that's why I say that the great salesman in the world, the, the left, because they they that's why I say your emotions, because you feel like because of what happened in slavery, they go back and they twist history and they'll tell you, yeah, that was the part they did. This, this doesn't so. And they, they feed off that sadness and that hurt and that pain that you feel inside from that misinformation that you've been fed. And they feed off that. And you're like, whatever they do, it doesn't matter if they kill my child right in front of me. I still have to be I still have to, to vote for them. I still have to, you know, you sit feel a sense of responsibility. Voice. Yeah. So it's identity. Voice. You feel an identity. That, is your identity. that party is your identity. It becomes your identity because of that emotion that they, they've um, pulled out of you to feel, you know, based on off race or whatever, your past mm-hmm. history, whatever. No, I, you know? I agree 100%. And I think, you know, a lot of people I've spoken with have said that you know, they'll, they'll pick out certain people right now in politics and they say, you know, this person is just the, the dumbest, you know, bat, or this person is just stupid, or this person is, you know, whatever, all these little demeaning names. And I said, no, no, they're not. They're not at all. They're they're the smartest people in the world right now because you're doing exactly what they want you to do. 
you're thinking, you know, oh, these people are stupid. They're dumb. We're going to underestimate them. No, no, no. They know exactly what they're doing. They have a marketing agenda. (laughs) They have a, a sales pitch. They have a plan and they are going to unleash you know, their army basically of all these people and, and social media has definitely helped them a huge amount recently. I mean, even with the whole 2016 election, I think that's when they really realize. And I'm so glad we have some people on, on our, on the Republican parties now that are taking advantage of social media and who are, you know, you know, doing live streams or, you know, making themselves vocal because that's how a lot of these, you know, millennials and, you know, Generation Z individuals are are being reached and a lot of people i guess straight away from that because they just thought you know we're just going to keep doing what we're going to do this is what we've always done we haven't really you know dived into social media too much but hillary clinton bernie sanders <laughs> the the socialist team the democratic team really tapped into that with the 2016 election and i mean talk about celebrity status talk about funding talk about selfies and you know wanting to you know be a part of the hashtag part, be a part of the trend that's what they really tapped into. And I think um, that was a huge reason why they are the how, as powerful as they are right now. Because and you, and you have to recognize them for what they are. Because if you think that they're not powerful, you're playing right into the game. Exactly. exactly. I want to address a point that you made earlier about the um, about it being like a being easier just to listen to what they mm-hmm. say. And we're taught that from day one. Like basically, once you start school. The rest of your time in school, all them years and 13 years that you're there, you basically just sit there and do what you told. You're not taught to think for yourself. You're not taught to to be an individual, be and do what's best for you. You're taught to basically sit here, do what you told, and then you grow up, go get a job to continue doing what you're told. We don't teach people to be entrepreneurs no more. We don't teach people to be creative and do their own thing and create their own stuff. We're taught to just sit there and do what we're told to do. And it's easier yeah. that way. And that's that's really the poisonous way of thinking. And again, that and if you think about it, honestly, they've they constructed this whole agenda, if you will. And I, I really think about it as like a marketing campaign where from 2016 to and, you know, maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. They really didn't plan to win the 2016 race because the way that they have set it up thus far, bringing in uh, uh, Ocasio-Cortez, bringing in Bernie Sanders, uh, announcing that he was going to run again. And uh, who knows what she's planning on doing, <laughs> um, bringing in all these people. It's now that that way of thinking is now so accepted. Back in 2016, Sanders was just planting the seed, really, for the way that people uh, yeah. are right now. And then bringing in Ocasio-Cortez, of course, I mean, the whole backstory with her brother and everything there, you know, being able to nominate her. And there's much more going on behind the scenes than we know. And I think that that, that this whole thing is really just part of a huge agenda to and it started, I'm sure even before 2016, but it, that was really when um, the whole socialistic movement really started and they really started to push it. Obama never came out. He never came out full face. It was just like, hey, yeah, yeah, I'm a commie. Exactly. But you look at the research on that guy. I mean, he has so many communist ties. ties it's not yeah, even it's funny. Not ties of communism. But he, I don't think he ever just came out and was like, yeah, I'm communist. But now we're just coming out. Like I said, Bernie's just coming out. Uh, yeah, I'm a socialist. White people don't know what it's like to be poor. You know, he's just coming out. Digging off the wall stuff. But people are attaching to it. They're changing mm-hmm. the terminology. They're changing the language. Therefore, they're changing the perception on on things. So socialism, like even now, socialism isn't seen as something that's just so far-fetched and, yeah. and wrong. And again, it's just rich? a stepping stone towards a common uh, a communist dictatorship, basically. It's it all it is is a stepping stone, and, and what's to stop us from from getting to that next step? Really, I mean that's if you if you look at the big picture, it's like you know what what is the real goal here? Our guns. I think the fact that we have guns and there are so many guns in the country that civilians <laughs> yeah. have that's the only thing that's stopping mm-hmm. it from 
like the whole boat from exactly. tipping over. <laughs> now, if they if we so attached to them, and if they can break that attachment to our freedoms and break the attachment to our rights, because they don't teach the Constitution, so nobody know it. So you know what your rights are. So when they start stepping on stuff and taking stuff, you're like, oh, okay, that's what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Nah. Yeah. And that, that was another thing I wanted to touch on as well. You guys are very pro Second Amendment, which I applaud you. I am as well. I absolutely love seeing you guys posting about, you know, carrying, going to the range, you know, just being loud and proud, you know, respectfully exercising your rights. Uh, what is something that you would say to people who think that the guns are the dangerous object, the guns are the problem, that we need to do away with the Second Amendment to remain safe? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good answer. The gun was the real issue. There are and like 10 guns to every person. So if you if guns were really the issue, you would be dead already. But the fact that you're not proves that everybody's not running around as a crazed murderer trying to kill people. Yeah, yeah. And, and another point and, and another thing I'll say is as far as like why the left is so contradictory, like people people just don't realize like we, a lot of black people i'll say they'll use the use the arguments uh to the to defend democrats or the left or whatever and they'll say oh yeah you know those jim crow laws and everything they'll put upon us <laughs> they'll use this and then they'll turn around with the same mouth and be like you know support democrats bigger government give them more power or they'll say the cops are being abusive to us and they have too much power but only people that need to have guns are cops in the military <laughs> so you're the only person to have guns or the, or the police and the military, but in the same vein, you're going to say the police are too brutal and they got exactly. too much force. It makes no sense at all to me. It's complete contradiction. And that's what happens when you don't mm-hmm. research, you don't think yeah. you wind up even contradicting yourself without even realizing it. Yeah. And I'm saying, like, black people back in the, like, the 50s, 60s, I mean, so many people were pro gun. Oh, yeah, they had guns. They were so. Now, they might not told nobody they had them, but they had guns. Oh, yeah, they had them. Exactly. People were taking their guns and stuff to school, like, you exactly. know, like it wasn't. Like it was exactly. The rate was down. The murder rate was down. The murder rate was down. So it's not the gun. The gun is not the issue. The issue is the fact that we're not teaching our kids about guns. You wouldn't have accidental mm-hmm. shootings if you would take your kids from the age and teach them what a gun does and what it's for and the safety precautions with the gun. Because the thing is, you get if I'm I've, I've never seen this gun before, I'm gonna be very very just curious about what's going on. So when I go to it, I'm gonna want to play with it. And I've seen people in movies do it, so I'm gonna just pull the trigger. And somebody mm-hmm. in the but if I've taught the, the way to hold a gun, the way to handle a gun, and what this ain't where you don't point guns at people, you don't point guns at anything that you're not trying to shoot. Keep your finger on the trigger well. It's different ways, and it yeah. wouldn't be any problem. It, it really comes in with the education, and how are you teaching your children about a responsibility like that? And and that's why I have so much when people like you got Kamala Harris and people like that that coming up and like, oh well, our our district has the most stringent gun laws in my mind. So why is your murder rate so high? Oh, exactly, be a the guns that they're coming after. They're not coming after the handguns, handguns, which most of the crowds are committed with, handguns. But they want to take the rifles. Because if you can take the rifles, you're taking the real of your real mm-hmm. ability to fight back. You're taking the... You take, you're taking so don't nobody kill. Exactly. Because exactly. <laughs> if they can come in, once the forces come in and they're trying to, like, control you, they're going to have rifles. They're not going to do it with handguns. Your rifle is your ability to fight back. If they can take the rifles away, we ain't got no ability to fight back. Go back to the Constitution. That's another thing. People don't people don't research the Constitution. They don't study it at all. People don't even know what the Constitution is anymore, it seems like. But when you go back to it, the reason for the Second Amendment more so came from the fact that you had tyrannical government. They don't know the history behind any of this stuff. And going back to what you said about, you know, uh, Kamala Harris, I thought it was 
one of the most interesting things that I thought has come out uh, recently was what she said about, you know, smoking, smoking pot in college and, and listening to Tupac. And it took, it took how long? It, it really was like a day or two before people finally started to realize, wait a second, how old is she? <laughs> she was, she was exactly. done. Exactly. Like, what are you doing, woman? It's like people, it's like people like um Hillary Clinton. It's like, yo, the internet don't exist. They're never going to find it. This is 1983. Yeah. And that I'm lying until like 20 years later. Like, they're not going to find it. Like, I can look but, it up, but look at, look at the demographic that she was pointing to. She was on the Breakfast Club. She knows a bunch of, she knows a bunch of black folks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She knows a bunch of ignorance listening to this program. So she's just going to go in there, yeah, I was smoking weed, listening to yeah. Tupac. And, and, and she had to say it was weed, Tupac, and Snoop. And they stopped listening. And it was like, yeah, that's, that's what I'm going That's what I'm The identity. They tag onto their identity. And they're like, yeah, yeah. This, is what they, this is what they're attached to. This is where their emotion yeah. comes mm-hmm. from. This is the type of music this they listen they to. This type of what uh, relate to. And they know, and again, why social media is such a huge they, tool. Because, you know, she knows that that clip, and all, not just her, every single person knows that, you know, that one, you know, five or 10 second clip is what's going to go viral on Instagram, what's going to go viral on Twitter, and everybody's going to go, that's my girl. <laughs> that's what I say and sad. they use the same thing in the churches. Yeah. The same thing yeah. in the churches. I don't, I the, the black and white church thing, but it's, it's, it is what it is. So you got the black church, and they're always, we black before anything. We black before, before we follow Christ. We black before anything. And I'm like, that, that's a problem. There's a fundamental issue here. Like, you put your skin color before Anything. I have a problem with you and, and God after a while. It's gonna it's gonna, gonna clash. <laughs> <laughs> the, the identity back to the identity thing. One one, one last point. Uh Quinn, let me ask you a question. How much how much Snoop do you think I listened to growing <laughs> Probably up? Probably a lot. <laughs> really? None. Yeah, see that's I'm just, yeah, and I'm everybody just saying. Does. I'm just and saying everybody does. It's it's crazy because we we just do that. We'll look at someone and we'll just be like, not saying you just did that, but the way I asked the question, yeah, you probably would have I mean that was kind of like a trick question. <laughs> we'll look at people and we'll just be like, Yeah, they listened to a lot of rap growing well, like, up. Hey, it's like you guys looking tell- at me and saying, Hey, how much Taylor Swift do you listen to? I really I, 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 I pegged her as a Swift. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did too. See, yeah, but we do that. We put people in these little social groups. But is that groups. is that totally wrong though? That's my thing. I'm like, is no. that is that is that totally wrong? Or do we do that as a survival mechanism from good God yeah. back in the day? Yeah. That's how I look at it. I'm like, all right, if you walking through the woods and your friend get attacked by a wolf and he dies, so you go back and you run back to your cabin. Now you come back out the next day and you walking through the same area, you're going to start yeah. getting nervous. If I'm walking, walking around, you're going to think, automatically go, your mind going to go back to what you saw. And you know, the smells that's around, you're going to automatically put those incidents and everything around your circumstances into mm-hmm. what you see. And any wolf you see, you're going to automatically peg it as right. an evil creature. Mm-hmm. So it's like how they portray you in in social, in media yep, or in the movies. Look at the 90s, all the darn hood movies that came out. Obviously, white people are going to think that all you <laughs> black people act like that. That's all they see. But by the same token, that's why I say that's where the media comes in. Because by the same with black people, the same thing with white people. Yeah. You watch Roots. You watch, you watch yeah, Roots. He uses yeah. that. They use as a weapon. As a weapon. He uses a, a division. So that generalization, that's why I say generalization is very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it's crazy how we do that. But like like Chris just saying about the whole the scenario with the with the wolf, it was just something that was in us like a tribal sense from like ancestors or whatnot. You can look at it from that sense, but it's a survival mechanism. So by the same standard, we've done that, and the media uses that 
to to separate us. us against each other. Yeah, yeah, because we, like I said, we can look at, we can look at um, different movies and then we can look at different newscast things. It, it's crazy because growing up, we would look at the news and we'll say. Okay, and we're not paying attention to some things that are going on. They're talking about money laundering and stuff. We're not paying attention to that. But oh, on the ten o'clock news tonight, we have uh, five murders in such and such a town, and we're like, oh, that's us right there. So we just tune yeah. in <laughs> because exactly. we hear, you know, just because we know, like we were thinking in our mind, yeah, they got to be us, you know. So yeah. that's what we tune into, and and the media uses that type of thing to divide divide us because we're and they use it off the basis of generalization like all black people are like this all white people are like this so you got to watch out white people because they're like this gotta watch out black people because this is what they do mm-hmm. you know so this it's, is how it's they all think. they're basically saying that this is how they are this is what they think and this is what they think about you yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Really messed up mm-hmm. and, and that's why i said left it takes and that's a leftist tactic i believe like you know you read like solomonsky's rules for radicals and stuff like all that stuff is kind of like tied into the same leftist thought process of control based on the center of, of control because it's like what when he when you were just mentioning chris about like the whole uh survival mechanism like how is that to our survival unless you're talking about like a cop uh profiling or something like that in the yeah. sense of yeah, you know, something like that. But still, I don't even I don't even trip off them for that because I'll be doing the same thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, if I was a cop, I'm and not even going. To, you have to be accountable for that. You have to be and say, you know, no wait, you know, I do that too. You know, don't point fingers yeah. if you're doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I would do it against black people. Yeah, I would have exactly. shot so many black people if I was a cop. I ain't gonna lie. You know, but if I see a bunch of tattoos walking around, you can be white and have <laughs> a bunch. Of, I'm still be looking at you funny, like yeah. Well, we yeah. Don't. There's so many times when I see. You know, you're driving through an area that may not be doing that well, and you you see somebody walking on the side of the road who maybe they're you know now I think of oh that looks like just like an MS13 member I better watch out for him. Yeah. Like, you don't know it could be the sweetest yeah. sweetest guy in the world just walking to the grocery store, but you have no yeah. clue. You just know what the media has told you, what they have, what the image that they have placed in your mind, and when you see yeah. that image walking around town, you automatically think I need to protect myself because this must be a bad person. Exactly, exactly. But then then you got to also think like we all get to the and that's how they. That's that's why I said left. They use that emotion because on the same hand, they switch it around. But if it's like a white person, they'll be like, "Is they all for it? They cool if you profile, if you if you demonize them or whatever." But if it's like a, a Latino or if it's like a black person and you do that, they're oh, I'm racist! You're, you're racist! You're wrong! They, they've been through so much. You're wrong! You're racist! Like what? Mm-hmm. But anytime you into like a and you around your cousin and stuff, you just talking. You say them white folks. It's, it's so dangerous, and they've used that so so for so long. They've used that. And it got into our mind, going back to what Kanye West said, like mental, you're, you're mentally enslaved when you're doing that because you're not thinking for yourself, but you're not thinking about the individual that, that they are. And you're also not thinking on the on the sense of like we like we, we used to look at it, too. I think it's also a left thing. You know, you look at it like all humans are innately good, like they're inherently good from birth. But no. we, we start looking at this and stuff. Like the heart of man is evil. <laughs> right. evil. And you got to work. You got to work to do good. Yeah. Not to work hard to do good. Like. It ain't hard to do bad. Doing bad is easy. Yeah. Very easy. Doing and, wrong. I mean, that's you can you can get involved in some some church politics there because that's you know that that's the whole message, isn't it? You know, it's you, yeah. you got to you know it, everybody wants to think that they got to you know work for their salvation, all this kind of stuff, and and I think ah. that ties in well. And you can and honestly, you can trace it back to uh, this is a, I mean, obviously, this is a much much bigger picture that we're talking about here yeah. because. I remember even recently going to, I say recently being probably 2015, 2016, leading up to the election, um, there was a lot of Hillary documentaries going on on TV. There was a lot of, uh, you know, Trump, uh, vice versa, you know, it it was, it went both ways, but there was a lot um, being broadcasted on TV. And I actually 
um, being from Florida, I went up to Connecticut actually to celebrate a birthday in the family. And when I arrived there, I got into a hotel. I turned on the TV, I turned on the news, and I could not find Fox News. All that they had was CNN, MSNBC. I just remember being so shocked because I was like, oh my goodness. And I wound up realizing that, you know, a lot of my family members who are Democratic, I'm like, they don't even, a lot of these people don't even have the option. They don't even realize, you know, the, the, the government, there's certain change that are buying the hotels and, you know, providing their programming and certain satellites and it's all about the money and this and that. And it, it wound up opening such a big, big, a bigger picture to me, basically, because I had never really, you know, anywhere that I go, I'm like, I'm so used to, you know, having Fox news or, you know, whatever. And here it was, you know, a Hillary documentary of every other channel. And, I didn't even have the, I didn't even have the option to choose Fox News. It was just CNN, so it was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just watch that. And then, you know, programmed into my subconscious, and it's like, oh, whoa, I don't want that, <laughs> you know. But that was a big wake up moment for me as well. You know, just kind of t- touching on that a little bit, but it always it's always going back to to the money. Like, where does the money? Like you were just saying, like the hotels and different things like that. We always tell people, look at where the money's coming from. Mm-hmm. You look at that chain of money, and you follow it back. You're always going to follow it back to a source, and that's yeah. kind of where you, where you start. Where you going to base the foundations on on what you with the conclusion that you're going to come to as far as your thought process and and and, and uh, supporting something and whatnot. Just like here in North Carolina, we had so many people uh, tearing down statues and whatnot. They they're saying mm-hmm. like, oh racist statue or whatever and it has racist ties so I'm, so I'm gonna uh, remove it unlawfully i'm gonna remove this statue and they get together and they do that i don't even think uh many of them are legitimately upset nope. i think a lot of them are just jumping on that bandwagon like you had someone it was yes. one girl who was like uh uncle or grandfather or something like that was uh, an administrator at the school and she was out there i'm like he works here and you're gonna move this thing like you know you're wrong yeah, you know, there's a there's a law for how you know to go about a process to go about moving the statues if you have a legitimate concern and want to move remove. We have mm-hmm. North Carolina laws for removing statues, but you're not going to go about it that way. You're just going to go be a, a rebel supposedly and and that's, do that's this really for a cause. Just they don't even care anymore. It's just they want to be involved in something. They want to be a part of where, what's the commotion about? What's going on? Sure, I can I can you know carry a big sick and and scream and you know and throw a tantrum basically. If they can do that, then they want to be involved. And yeah, many people go like and, and it's like that's why I say it's, it's a it's a lot. It has a lot to do with our education system in our schools because I know so many people like who are in college who would go to these little uh like uh, Jesse Jackson or someone come to the school and then they'll have this little rally yeah. and they'll go out there and they'll be yelling uh oh this is what democracy looks like. Tell me what democracy looks like. This is what democracy looks like. No justice, no peace. No justice, no. Like, what are you talking about? Right. Like, what are you talking about? You are here at this school for the same prices everyone else is is, is paid to get here, well, and you're here. Well, it's white people. But you're, you're running around screaming like you don't have a clue what you're talking about, but you want to be a part of something. You want to associate. You just want to – this is your identity now, like we talked about earlier. Yeah. You've been told yeah. – this is you, so you feel like you have to do this because that's what you've been told to do. And it's all about control. Once again, it all goes back to control. Instead of looking at the civil rights movement and all the things that people fought for in the past mm-hmm. as what it was to get you to a certain point, yeah. and just now, read the benefits of it and go on and continue the process. You know, you can't do what they did. They had a reason to do what they yeah. did. Mm-hmm. You don't have no reason for what you do. Yeah. yeah. You just like, I got to have something to tell my grandma, tell my kids. I fought for <laughs> Now, we have a reason to fight because they're still like the, the, the things that they were fighting for back then were in line with the Constitution. Yes. The Constitution, all people. We weren't doing that. 
You know, exactly. we we were going, we were doing things repugnant to the Constitution. We, yeah, so that's the thing that they were fighting for. Let's get back to this Constitution, but they weren't. So now we're to the point where we are in that respect. But there are so many other things that we're all face considering the come, Constitution. Come to this side. Come to this side. Yeah. We're yeah. fighting we're for, fighting for the Constitution. Yeah, <laughs> we're fighting for the same stuff. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. look at it as a race issue. Yeah, I look at it as more than a race issue. If they take the country, ain't none of us gonna have nothing. <laughs> And that's it. And again, they're not thinking about it, so they don't realize that. You know, they're same thing with socialism and that whole that whole crowd. You guys actually tweeted something a couple of days ago that I thought was I, I, honestly, I really thought it was so powerful, and I actually related to a bit as well. Um, you guys said, "Why is it wrong for us to love our country?" Which honestly made me a little bit emotional because obviously, you guys are coming from uh, the kind of standpoint or perspective that people are telling you that you know you should hate your country because of the the color of your skin or, you know, whatnot, but without even knowing or even thinking about any of that, I, I even related on a personal level because that's the same message that I'm being told as a young white female conservative in today's day and age, that I should hate my country. And this is something that ties in with, again, like we've discussed previously, you know, the left tactics to divide. And it also reminded me of our uh, mutual friend and advocate, uh, Julia Song, of course. She had stated when I spoke with her that the left is the one actually picking on her skin color or her accent or her immigration. But when it comes to the Republican Party, that is the party that winds up being the most accepting, the most warm, welcoming and friendly group of people who look past all of that, whether it's race or religion, you know, anything. Is that something that you guys would agree with as well? Oh, yeah. One hundred. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Coming from the Democratic side, once you leave that side, they hate you. Mm. <laughs> like, you ain't with us no more. So screw you. You are nothing. We've been called everything from Coon to Uncle Tom, which is inaccurate, to uh, House Negro to uh, what, what is it? White supremacists. Don't know how they got oh, that. Wow. So, yeah, they hate you. Once you leave that mindset, that way of thinking, which that is all it is. Like we say, it's one ideology to the next. You know, we go from. Uh, uh, wanting someone else to control our lives for us, to taking our lives back and thinking for ourselves and making our own decisions, doing some research, doing some research, and then uh, 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 drawing a conclusion, our own conclusion based off the research that we've compiled. That's all we're doing. That is all we're doing. But we're getting so we get so much hate and so much flat wow. for it. You know. Well, that being said, I <laughs> yeah. mean, you guys were recently invited to the uh, Black History Month event that Trump hosted at the White House. What were some moments that oh, yeah. you took away from that? What was your experience like? It was amazing. <laughs> it, was, it was great. It was great. And it, it, the thing was, like, people don't talk about a lot of the accomplishments that have been made. Of course, you'll hear so many times him say, like, you know, black unemployment is up, you know, the economy's doing great and everything. But things that, that are overlooked, like, even in the black community, the, I mean, down. Yeah, my bad. I said up. Did I say up? <laughs> oh, I said unemployment is up. You're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that. No, no, but you get, you know. So, the, but they'll talk about that, but we don't talk about the things like the the individuals doing from the first step act that was implemented. Uh, he had some of those individuals up there speaking at that event who were actually uh, like they were they've been in prison Amazing. for so long, falsely accused and been in prison for a long time, going for like little small drugs. Yeah, violence. just you know, yeah, just little small things that 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 should you shouldn't be in prison for like thirty years, or twenty for, years, for some weed. Yeah, for some weed. <laughs> so you know, be, being accused on on, a, on grounds that that are unnecessary. 
and they come out of prison. They're actually been able to spend time with their family, get their life back. He's helped so many people be able to do that, but they oh, people overlook that stuff. You know, it, it doesn't get as much coverage as it should, and that's going back to because mm-hmm. the, that's not what the media wants wants to, you to see. That's not what the leftist controlled media wants you to see because that that kills the whole narrative. That actually brings people closer together when they're seeing. They're like, man, maybe this guy isn't as bad as we thought. Maybe this administration is actually uh, uh, putting stuff into effect that's actually going to help us as mm-hmm. quote a people. If that's what you want to look at it, it's actually helping. So you know, it, it was we were able to get a better glimpse of you know what he's actually been doing, how he's actually been fighting for all Americans and, and not just white people, as as a lot of people make try to make you think or believe, uh, not Russians as people <laughs> want to make you believe. So we were we were actually we were actually able to be able to see Trump in a, in a you know more personal light. Yeah. So it, that was amazing. We also were able to see a lot of different people who kind of agree with us and believe what we believe. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it was just amazing to be able to network and meet different people and everything. So, but that was really what I took away uh, that that he was actually, you know, there was stuff that's not being uh, portrayed in the media that he's actually doing for us as a nation that that doesn't get covered as much in the media as yeah. it should. And he knows, you know, he's fully aware that it, it's probably not going to. And some stuff, yeah, he'll be a little bit, you know, more, you know, out there about and say, hey, you know, we did do this and we did this and, you know, but other things that are going on behind the scenes that, you know, the media doesn't always portray. He knows that it's not going to get the attention, but it's important nonetheless. And I, I really respect that. That's why I think it's up to us too to, to kind of put that stuff out there. Like when we find our information and like I said, I don't agree with everything Trump does, but I think it's, it's important uh, not to bash him because like he gets so much negative coverage from the mainstream media. I think it's important for other people like, you know, when he does something that's that's good that we agree with, it's actually good for the whole country that we report on it, Absolutely. you know, on his behalf. Mm-hmm. Really. What would you tell anyone who was in your shoes pre 2016, 2015? Now, what would you tell anybody out there right now? Like who just, you know, they hear about politics, but it kind of goes in one ear and out the other. Don't be an idiot. Read a book. <laughs> simple enough. We were definitely encouraged. Yeah, simple enough, really. We were just encouraging them to look, do your own research and draw your own conclusions based off the research that you compile. That's pretty much it. Don't don't yeah, don't be controlled. Don't be a slave. Don't be a slave. You're still a slave mentally. Okay. Come on, get off the plantation. I love that. Don't be controlled. <laughs> don't be controlled. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me today and discussing these issues. Uh, if you are not following the Hayes brothers already, you are really missing out. Again, their handle is at Brothers Hayes on Instagram and Twitter, YouTube as well. So do yourself a favor and give them a follow to stay up to date on all the exciting things that they are involved in. Guys, thank you so much again. Thank you, Quinn, for having us on. We appreciate it. For sure. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Make Podcasts Great Again. Be sure and check the description box for details about where you can follow the Hayes Brothers and myself. Don't forget to leave feedback on what you've heard so far and subscribe to this podcast to see when I upload new episodes. Thank you. I appreciate you guys and all the support you've been giving this project. And I'll talk with you again soon.